Hey, what is happening, everyone? It's your boy, Kyle, and we're back with another episode of Life Well Lived. Today is episode number six, and we are talking about something fun, especially for those of you that are in a married relationship, that are in a dated relationship, and heck, even for those of you that are single, um, or or maybe you're still young and you're going to be dating someone one day or going to be married someone one day. Today, we're going to be talking about the five five love languages. And this is an extremely exciting uh, topic, something that I really love to talk about because I think it's so important to talk about how we receive love and give love to others. And it's going to be specifically special for those of you that are in a relationship already or looking to get into a relationship already married. But I think even in working relationships, even in friendship relationships, when we can understand that those around us receive love in a different language, receive love in a different way than we receive love, and we can start talking to them in that way, talking to them in that language, then we can build a better relationship with that person, whether they're our husband, wife, brother, sister, coworker, friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever that may be. So without further ado, we're gonna be talking about the five love languages today, and I'm so excited to teach you guys a little bit about them. Hi guys, I'm Kyle Kirby, an entrepreneur, speaker, and friend, and welcome to Life Well Lived, a podcast designed to give you the ins and outs, the goods, and what you need to scale your life to the next level. Okay, so the five love languages are exactly what they sound like, five ways, one, two, three, four, five, five ways that we give and receive love from other people. Now, the material that we're going to be going over is not mine. This is something that's very popular in the world, but the original author, I believe it was 1995, the book, The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. So this is going to be a very brief overview of the five love languages, a little bit of the do's and don'ts, some positive and negatives if you're in a relationship with someone or how you can start thinking of the other love languages. But if you go online, especially to the five love languages website, any of Gary Chapman's stuff, you're going to find a lot more material. Um, Along with, I'm sure there's a lot of other people that have published material on this in the world. But the five love languages go as follows. Words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, physical touch. I'll say that again. Words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, physical touch. And then in this episode of the episode of the Life Well Live podcast, we're going to just take a brief little segment on each one of the love languages, some positive and negatives of both, some do's and don'ts of both, so that you can really get a brief understanding and maybe even start adding them in to your life, okay? But a quick synopsis of the five love languages and why they're important. So the reason that they're important is similar to actual languages in the world, right? Um, Right now we're speaking English. But if I was to marry someone who was completely fluent in Spanish, okay, and didn't understand any English, and we only spoke to each other in our languages, 
we would have a difficult time building a strong relationship because I would try to talk to her in English, 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 and she would try to talk to me in Spanish, 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 and we would never get anywhere because we wouldn't be understanding the way we each other are talking. And as Chapman talks about in his book and and in all of his blogs and, and, and the material of the five love languages, uh, the way we give and receive love is very similar. So a brief overview, and I'll use a real life example of my wife, Beth and I, because we absolutely love the five love languages and try to act in them as often as possible. But hey, nobody's perfect. You're going to make mistakes, but this is why we want to understand them so we can start acting towards those things. But here would be like a real life example. So in the five love languages, my um, my love language, my primary love language is going to be words of affirmation. And my wife's primary love languages is acts of service. So here's how this goes. If we live our lives and I am constantly giving her words of affirmation, telling her how beautiful she is, how great she looks. I love the way she did her makeup. I, I, I think the way she uh, works is incredible. I, I, and, and it's nothing but compliments. I'm speaking to her in my language, what I understand and what is most comfortable for me. Now, my wife's love language is acts of service. So for her, she might spend a lot of her time, you know, doing the dishes, making sure the house is cleaned up, um, going grocery shopping, making sure that um, things are set up and organized in our business in a, in a certain way. But if she's not ever only talked to me in that love language, because acts of service is hers, it's the way she shows love, it's the way she understands love, we might never quite make the greatest connection we could make. Because what she needs from me is to understand and talk to me in a way that is words of affirmation. And if she's only doing her love language, acts of service, I might never feel loved because I don't understand necessarily the things she's doing. Sure, the house is always clean, but when was the last time Beth said she liked my hair? Or when was the last time she she said, hey, you good looking hunk, how you doing today? You know, And vice versa, if I'm only complimenting her and, and talking to her in words of affirmation, but I'm never cleaning up after myself or helping with laundry or doing the groceries or, or doing acts of service, she might not feel loved either. So the magic of the five love languages is when you can not only understand your love language, but learn to talk in your other person's love language, then you've really got things happening. For example, I might be able to compliment Beth, talk to her in my own language, but also make sure that I'm doing acts of service for her so that she feels loved. And vice versa, she might still do the acts of service, but make sure to make note of telling me how good I look or uh, maybe posting something on Instagram that, that really affirms me or that anything along the lines of words of affirmation to make me feel loved. So that's the basics of words of affirmation. And I think so often that relationships have tension or relationships get into little squabbles because they're not clear on each other's love languages. They're not clear on exactly how each other uh, feel, give, and receive love. But the other part of it is they don't ever talk about it. So if I never let Beth know that my love language is is words of affirmation and just let her try to figure it out, I might sit into a frustrated relationship with someone who doesn't naturally just 
affirm me all the time, that doesn't naturally um, say compliments or give me positive all the time, I might think, wow, does, does she even love me? But she doesn't even know that that's the way we're supposed to talk and vice versa. I might not ever think that, well, what's the whole point of like cleaning up the house or, or doing that? But to her, that's that's the biggest thing possible. So when it comes to words of affirmation and when it comes to acts of service and when it comes to the other three love languages, we really want to make sure we understand our own, but we also understand our spouses so that we can talk to them in that love language and really make them feel loved. So up next, we're going to break down one by one each love languages, some do's and don'ts of the love languages and the positive and negative things to, to really focus on and things to avoid with those love languages. So if you would like more of a summary, again, you can go to five love languages website or go to Gary Chapman's and if his material, he talks about the five love languages as well. Alrighty, so the first love language we're going to be going over is words of affirmation. So in a nutshell, words of affirmation is when somebody just needs for you to simply tell them that you love them and that you're proud of them and that you think they are the best looking person in the world. And you, right, I I joke about that last one, but these people need verbal affirmations of of your love for them, of how proud you are of them, of um, your inner feelings towards them. And, And some people might say, well, well, that's really shallow, but again, if that's not your love language, you might not understand that compared to someone like myself where words of affirmation is my love language. Hearing those things means the world. When somebody recognizes me, it, it means the world to me. When somebody says something kind about me or says a compliment to me or, or, or tells me something I did really great, that means the world to me. So, When you are talking to someone who has words of affirmation and you're trying to show them your love, make sure you encourage them often. Remind them often how much you love them. And and honestly, like say I love you as much as you can. You can never say I love you enough. You can never compliment them enough. You can never um, talk enough about them even to other people. That will mean the world to someone who's uh, love languages, words of affirmation. Now, what I recommend doing is don't don't throw out criticism too often, or don't be too harsh with your criticism, because someone with words of affirmation will take that very specifically. They'll take that to heart. Um, for myself, I, I can speak from experience with words of affirmation. Is that you know, if my wife says something discouraging to me, or man, you really messed that up, I really will dwell on it for a long time. So make sure you're really careful with your words to someone whose love language is words of affirmation, and make sure you encourage them and let them know how proud you are of them as often as possible. So a few things you can do if your partner's love language is words of affirmation, you know, saying nice things about them on like Facebook, Instagram is always amazing. Um, Leaving notes for them, you know, hey, good morning, good looking, or I love you, whatever those sort of notes are, those are great things to do. Or even sending them like a handwritten note telling them how much you appreciate them are great things to do for people with words of affirmation. So um, if you think your partner's love language is words of affirmation, make sure you encourage them, make sure you love on them, and make sure you compliment them often. Because if someone's love language is words of affirmation, doing those things will mean the world to them.
All right, the next one we're going to be going over is acts of service. So acts of service is classically your actions speak louder than words. So you can talk as much as you want. You can pull up a big game, but unless you're showing your love through action, then you 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 really aren't showing me love. So um, this one is another one. I obviously started with mine and my wife's. Uh, so this one is uh, the closest to me. My wife's love languages is words of affirmation, or I'm sorry, is acts of service. So uh, for my wife, the biggest thing I can do for her is when she gets home after a long day's work is the pets are taken care of, the dog is walked, the cat's litter box is cleaned, the, the they're both fed, right? Dinner is ready. The house is picked up completely. The bathroom is clean. And and it is noticeable that I didn't just sit around, but that I truly did things while she was gone. Okay. I took action while she was gone. On the other hand, my wife will feel totally unloved if she comes home in that same circumstance and dinner isn't ready yet. The dog hasn't been walked. Neither pet has been fed. The, the house is a mess and I'm just sitting there playing video games. And and to her, as someone who's acts of service, that clearly means, wow, like you, you clearly weren't thinking of me today. You clearly weren't loving on me. So um, make sure you're showing through action that you love your partner, your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever that may be for you if their love languages is acts of service. So um, one of the biggest things you can do for someone whose love languages is acts of service is make sure you help around the house or do action without being asked first. So if they have to ask you, well, then it feels like they're basically doing the work themselves. So make sure you do the work beforehand and you stay on top of things and stay in action if your love language, if their love languages is acts of service. So the great thing is if you're both working together, oftentimes that means you'll have more time to spend together instead of just your spouse doing all the work. Um, a big thing with acts of service is don't be lazy. So don't go back on promises. Don't neglect the daily household things that need to be done. And, and forgetting to do like the bare minimum things can just add unnecessary stress to your partner and it really shows a lack of appreciation so so if your partner's love language is acts of service you know doing things like um making their dinner for them is fantastic right um like i said taking the dog for the walk making sure the house is clean staying on top of the dishes staying on top of the laundry helping out with the laundry those are all things that it shows hey i love you you know um and personally, I think the best thing is to do it when they're not looking, when they're gone, when they're not expecting it to do those things is the best thing you can do. So that is acts of service. Next up is receiving gifts, gifts. So to someone whose love language is receiving gifts, gifts truly have meaning. Material objects truly have meaning. Now, I want to be clear that there's a difference between receiving gifts and acts of service. So acts of service by taking action like doing the dishes might seem like a gift to someone who is receiving gifts. But to someone who's receiving gifts or, or has the gifts love language, they tend to be material objects. Now, let me be clear. That doesn't necessarily mean you need to go buy them diamond rings and necklaces, but it can be as simple as like stopping on the way home and like 
picking up their favorite type of ice cream for you guys to enjoy together, right? That's a gift that says, hey, on the way home, I thought of you and I want to let you know that I love you. So oftentimes those small, unexpected things can show how much you truly care for that person. So if your partner's love language is receiving gifts, make sure you um, like find opportunities to give gifts often, especially on occasions, right? Especially around anniversaries, Christmas, Valentine's Day, all of those things. Make sure that you're paying attention and showing them that you love them by getting them either, sure, large gifts work too, but even small trinkets to let them know you're thinking about them. And on the opposite end of that, don't buy gifts without putting thought into it, right? Someone whose love languages is receiving gifts. And this one you can usually tell because they're a great gift giver themselves. My brother-in-law, I think, is, is a receiving gifts person. He is an amazing gift giver because he puts a lot of thought into it. So if your person's love language is receiving gifts, make sure you put a lot of thought into gifts. And that might be tough if gifts is not your love language, but thoughtless gifts to someone with this love language basically means you don't care about them at all. That, hey, you didn't think of me enough to put real thought into this gift. You just obviously went to the store and grabbed the first thing you saw. And that made me not feel special. So in order to make someone feel special, make sure you put lots of thought into their gifts. So a couple examples of ways you can show your love language to someone that is receiving gifts is um, thinking of things that are their favorites, right? So you might pick up like their favorite flowers, their favorite chocolate, their favorite movie. You might make them a playlist that is specifically for them that you put together that, hey, this is this is you and I's playlist, babe, on Spotify, or maybe you, you go old school, make a CD or something. Um, or even like doing an activity together that you purchase. So like signing up for like a class or signing up for an event or, or buying tickets to a concert that you guys can do together. Those are all examples of receiving gifts. And that is the love language of gifts. And we come to quality time. Now, I really enjoy quality time because that is my wife's secondary love language. Hold on a second. Secondary love language? That's right. Before we get to quality time, I want to spend a brief second on secondary love languages. So the way the five love languages works is everybody has a primary love language, the primary way they feel love. But many people, if not all, have a secondary love language, which means they also identify with one of the other love languages and feel love in that way. And for my wife, that is quality time. So Acts of service is Beth's primarily love language, but also is quality time. And it means just about as much to her. So one of the best things I could do for my wife, we'll give an example here before we get to quality time, is she comes home and the house is clean. The dog is walked. The pets are fed. Dinner is ready. All acts of service. I took action to show her, no, I love you and I'm thinking of you. And then what we can do is be together without the distractions of our phones, without the distractions of work, without the distractions of the world, giving her my one-on-one attention, okay? That is what's gonna mean the most to someone whose primary love language is quality time, one-on-one time where it's just us, 
okay? Groups are fine, but the one-on-one -on -one time is what really matters. On the opposite end of that, using my wife as an example again, let's take the same scenario. She comes home, house is a mess, dog hasn't been walked, pets haven't been fed, dinner ain't ready, and then we do all those things. First of all, we're, we're taking away quality time to do those things, so we have to do all the chores. Then we sit down to watch a movie, and I'm on my phone all night long, and I'm scrolling through Snapchat, I'm scrolling through Facebook, and she's doing the same and yeah, we're together, but it's truly not quality time. That would be the opposite of what my wife would enjoy or what my wife would like. So let's, now that we know that there are secondary love languages, really focus on your spouses or your boyfriend, girlfriend, your partner's primary love language and their secondary. And now we'll get into quality time. So um, in a nutshell, quality time means like the most important thing to me is spending one-on-one -on -one time together. And that's when I feel loved the most. So if you're partner's love language is quality time, make sure to spend one-on-one -on -one time with them. A, a tip that I can give you because my wife is a quality time is like, and, and I'm bad at this. I, I'm on my phone a lot. And, and that's something that makes someone's quality time feel bad or not good. I would recommend taking your phone and putting it in a different room. Don't even have it when you guys are together. And it will make that one-on-one -on -one time more special because you won't be distracted. When you're together, make sure you don't have distractions, right? If you go out to eat, um, I've learned to not go to places with TVs or with sports on because I really like to watch sports. So if I can go to a restaurant that doesn't have TVs, doesn't have sports on, my wife feels really special because now we have that one-on-one -on -one connection and we're locking eyes all night long. The other thing you can do with someone whose love languages is quality time is when you're in group settings, make sure to make them feel like the number one person in the room. This is something that I've had to learn in my relationship with my wife is I'm kind of a social butterfly. When I get in group settings, I want to talk to everybody. I want to be friends with everybody and I'll go hang out in a group setting. We'll be with like maybe our team or whatever for three, four hours and we get to the end of the night and my wife will share with me like, man, it's almost like I didn't exist to you tonight. You, you spent time with everybody else but me, and that makes her feel very unloved. So I've had to really learn to spend time with her, to, to hang out with her, to really be by her and, and still socialize with others. And then that's when she really feels loved. I, like I remember one time I was really being conscious at it when going out with a group of friends. And, and I remember leaving that night and she was just, she was on cloud nine. She felt amazing because I had given her my undivided attention. When someone's love language is quality time, it's that important. So don't let your phone distract you. Don't let the TV distract you. Don't let other conversations distract you. If your person's love language is quality fine, don't do those things. The last thing you, you want your spouse or your partner to feel is that you aren't listening to them, that you're not paying attention to them. So um, planning romantic dates without distractions is an amazing thing to do. Scheduling weekly date nights and then Here's the kicker. Actually sticking to that weekly date night is an amazing thing for them. Um, planning um, um, like uninterrupted nights where you guys can just sit down, watch a movie, grab a pizza and enjoy time together is what someone who's quality time. Um, that's what will mean most to them. So that is well, we started off with secondary love language and quality time. All right, and the last love language is physical touch. So someone whose 
love language is physical touch, holding hands, hugs, kisses really can mean the most to them. And, and, and it's in those moments where you guys are physically close to each other and, and physically touching each other that truly means the most and truly makes them feel loved. So make sure if your partner's love language is physical touch, you make sure to sit close to them. You hold their hand, you brush their hair out of their way, you um, kiss them often, hug them often, let them know you love them through that physical touch, through physical affection. But here's what you don't want to do is don't withhold those things. So um, this is a little extreme, but when you're frustrated with that person or you're grumpy with them or whatever, the worst thing you can do to someone whose love language physical touch is like withholding touch, purposely staying away from them, purposely not hugging them, not um, kissing them. Um, That's a little bit of extreme, but make sure you don't withhold that physical touch. Um, Make sure you don't skip out on morning kisses or goodbye hugs. Make sure that you don't um, sit on opposite ends of the couch when you're watching a movie together, whatever those things may um, be, because they're going to feel the most amount of affection and most amount of love when you're close to them, when you're holding their hands, when you're doing little gestures that that just really warms their heart, warms their skin because, because they know they're making that contact with you. So make sure to cuddle often, snuggle often with someone whose love language is physical touch. Um, do activities like dancing. Dancing together is a great thing because you're touching each other the whole time. So plan a dancing date. Um, give massages. Receive massages massages, give back scratches and, and, and make sure that you, you're doing things like along those lines that, that require physical touch, require you to show your love through that hand to hand, lip to lip, hug to hug contact. And that is the love language of physical touch. All right, so that was a brief overview of the five love languages, just a really brief one. You can find so much more material and so many more examples of the five love languages in Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. And I would highly recommend getting that book, reading the book. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon or all these other book places. But what it really does is it gives not only funny, humorous examples of the five love languages, but it gives you even more ideas, even more tips, even more do's and don'ts of the five love languages. So if you um, are interested in learning more, make sure to pick up that book. But for now, use this little brief podcast to go to your spouse, go to your partner, your boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe even your, your coworkers, your friends, your family, and really pay attention to the way they speak love to others and try to make note of that so that you can speak that same sort of love back to them. If you see someone who's very touchy, right? Make sure that you touch them back so that they feel loved. If you see someone who gives other people a lot of compliments, make sure to give them compliments because that's most likely the way they're going to feel loved. When you see someone who loves just spending one-on-one quality time with other people, make sure you spend one-on-one quality time with them. When you see someone who's constantly helping out doing acts of service for other people, make sure you turn around and do as many acts of service and, and many special things for them as well so that they feel loved. So with that, guys, we're going to wrap up the Life Well Lived podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Kirby. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and learning a little bit about the five love languages. And make sure that you're paying attention this week to your spouse, your partner, your friends. Make sure that you understand the way that maybe they're feeling love. Maybe 
pay attention to the way that they receive love, maybe make sure to love them in the way that they need to be loved. And you will start blossoming and growing an even better relationship. And I would highly recommend if you're listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you, but maybe listen to it a second time with your spouse, with your partner, with your boyfriend or girlfriend, so that maybe they can start getting an understanding of how they are feeling love, how they show love, so that you guys can learn, understand, and grow in the five love languages together. I love you guys so much. Thanks so much much for listening to the Life Well Live podcast. And we drop new episodes every single Sunday. So make sure you subscribe. And uh, I'll see you next Sunday for the Life Well Live podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.